You know, what's one of the most annoying overused phrases that people say? Um, let's see. I see what you did there. It's on the list, but um, I was thinking of things I didn't have on my bingo card. Oh, right. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Twitter has caused people to use these phrases that are just awful, awful, overused. It's, it's always people who always think they're dunking on each yeah, other. Yeah, it's so cool, but it, they think they're so cool saying this stuff. In which a married man um, sends a suggested text. How it text started, to, how it's going. Oh, oh, yeah, that is. But yeah, so. One thing that I did not have on my bingo card, mm -hmm. speaking of um, bingo cards, is that we would be in an olive oil shortage this year, including complete with organized crime. Oh, did you fantastic. See this coming? <laughs> um, olive oil prices have surged over 100% to record highs. This is due to the hot weather in Europe, apparently. Okay. But so, first summer. of all, let, let me ask you something. I had heard that for, for they just never put it together, but even like last year, that restaurants were getting killed by olive oil prices but i never mm -hmm. put it together because we have a subscription for olive oil right yeah on amazon which probably when you buy cheap olive oils yeah. and and i do because i'm cheap it, they're usually cut with other not as good oils which is to me fine i know but i feel like i do think there's a difference in quality olive oils, but olive oil is so expensive. So is avocado oil, and those are like the two best oils, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Like, not the seed oils, but... I love avocado oil. Avocado it's oil part of our life olive now. oil. I love olive oil. And a lot of people prefer avocado oil because the, it doesn't taste as much as olive oil, but I actually really like olive oil. Like, I like the taste mm. of it. So today we will have, for lunch, we will have... Garden tomatoes with olive oil, and lemon garden juice, basil. salt, and garden basil. And it's so good. Game and uh, Parmesan cheese. It's delicious. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Olive oil is so good. It fills you up. You can add it like to soups and other things. And it it's so great for you. It's so full of like good omegas and stuff that are awesome for you. But Yes. Although some, yeah, it's good for you, but also it dances so well with pasta that you can offset that. Mm. I may have gotten a few strands of pasta from last night's dish that I made. You haven't had it. You can have it today. I'll whip you up mm. some. It was yeah. just um, actually pasta with red sauce and Swedish meatballs. Right, I can't eat red sauce at night. That's a, Run, that's yeah. a bad thing for me right now. But, um, oh, but yeah, ooh. olive oil is the winner. And it it's so great in so many things that like you just you can never have too much of it around, which is why I have it on my Amazon subscription in a large bottle, and we use it. Well, I mean, what are the tools that you need to go to war with if you're going to cook? Olive oil, salt, pepper, salt, pepper, garlic. garlic. That's and that, but that, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty yeah. much it, right there, right? Right. Yeah. If you have those things, then you can make anything taste good, pretty much. Right. Right. Like yes. you're, you, it's always a winner. So, um, but yeah, this is from the Olive Oil Times. Believe it or not, surging global olive oil prices show no signs of abating as farmers across the northern hemisphere prepare for the harvest. Before this year's unprecedented spike in global prices, the previous record from 1996 set at about $6,242 a ton. So now we are over $8,900 a ton. So we are in record-breaking olive oil price territory. Economists at the USDA attributed the rising prices to the realization of off-year growing cycles and extremely dry weather in much of the Mediterranean. Concerns in Greece, Italy, Spain, and Turkey, four of the five's 
largest olive oil producers uh, have the potential for poor harvest this year and are exacerbating the situation with experts anticipating prices to rise well into 2024. Um. We don't like that. So, yeah. So, basically, this is a problem and including... So, then I was looking at CNBC. Olive oil prices up over 100% lead to record highs sparking cooking oil thefts. Olive oil prices have spiked to fresh records. Some 50,000 liters of extra virgin olive oil was reportedly stolen from one of Spain's oil mills in late August. That's more than $450,000 worth of olive oil. Um... Already, the average price in August was 130% higher compared to the year before and showed no signs of easing. Spain, the world's largest producer and exporter of olive oil. I don't know if I would have guessed Spain, if I had to guess. I would have guessed probably Greece. Um, I mean, I believe Italy. I believe Spain, Italy, Greece, and Turkey are four of the five largest producers. That seems totally reasonable to me. But if I had to pick number one off a list, that might have been not my first thought. Uh, they've been battered by an intense drought for months. Uh, Spain also just recorded its third hottest summer. According to the data from the commodity market intelligence from Mintex, Spain's olive oil production in the recent season has slumped uh, with a drop of more than 50% compared to its usual quantity that they produce. Adding to the complexity are concerns about reduced production in other major European olive oil producing countries, including Italy and Greece, where the drought conditions uh, prevail. Greece and Italy are the second and third largest producers of olive oil. Uh, prices of olive oil in Spain's Andalusia have soared. Do, do, do. Where's the theft? The about 50,000 liters of extra virgin olive oil in one of Spain's oil mills, Marine Serrano El Lagar, were stolen in the early hours of August 30th, according to local media reports. That's $450,000 worth of olive oil that the family business lost. There have been no arrests so far. And that's not all. Shortly before that, thieves made off with 6,000 liters of extra virgin olive oil worth 50,000 euros from the Terra Verne oil mill. Spain, uh, Spanish newspaper El Monco said the company's computers, tables, fans, and chairs were also reportedly looted during the heist. The companies in question did not respond to comment. Um, Turkey has also made the decision to suspend bulk olive oil imports, worsening the already limited volumes in Spain. Uh, Turkey, because they're a major olive oil producer, suspended bulk exports until November 1st because of the global surge in prices. So things are not getting better. They're just having the harvest right now. So the olive oil prices are going to continue to be high like well into next year. I have some some good and bad olive oil news. Okay. One for the for third straight year in a row, uh, straight year in a row, um, Texas is not going to have an olive harvest due to their weather problems. Yikes. But this is uh, in Corning, California, the AppealDemocrat.com, table oil prices, harvest looking good. The California pro- crop harvest is looking good. Olive Oil Grows Council of California Nonprofit Bargaining Association announced it has reached an agreement on olive oil prices for the 2023 crop of the state's table olive processors, Musco Family Olive, Bell Carter Olives, and more. Prices overall stayed at the same as last year's. Um and at fourteen thousand dollars for extra large manzanillo a ton and one eleven hundred for Cervellano's super colossal 
In addition, uh, record snowfall in in addition on August 9th, the, United, the Department of Agriculture recorded reported the, the 2023 California table olive forecast is 20, 41,000 tons, up considerably from last year's crop of 19,000 tons. Uh, bearing acreage is estimated at 12,400, which results in a yield of 3.3 tons per acre. Record snowfall in a series of atmospheric rivers brought relief to the state's drought. With the winter's record snowfall and good amounts of rain, availability of water was not an issue this year, and many growers reported a heavy bloom on drought-stressed trees that had not produced fruit in years. So there you go. Some places win, some places lose in the olive oil wars. Maybe soon we'll be growing olives here, honey. It's very possible. I mean, if the world's climate is changing, always has been, always will be, so who knows? We didn't have a drought here, anyway, I can tell oh, you Oh, man, that. where we are? No, we did not. So, yeah, so maybe that's our next year garden project. I don't think we're quite the weather pattern for olives, but you never know. You never know. Things change. So I guess we'll have to see what happens. But that's um, that's the bad news about olives this year is that we're going to, the prices are going to be high and the olive oil is I want to go into good issue. and bad behavior, okay. Allison. Okay. Let's hear about good and bad behavior. Just when we were in Connecticut, I saw there was a woman there who was eating grapes out of her cart. Okay. And I know somebody, a friend of mine, who was notorious for it. He would, in the store, if he was thirsty, just drink a Coke there and then still ring it up because, you know, it's still yeah. ring up. Um, I've known people who do this too. It's mystifying. To so me. it's how bad is it? This is delicious.com. How bad is it to, to eat food at the grocery store before paying for it? It says everyone does it. Imagine- I do not do it. I have done it, but I it, as a matter of course, I don't do it. First of all, if you're eating the grapes, don't they weigh the grapes? Yeah, if it's a food that you have to weigh, it's very bad form, I feel. Right. I mean, I know that it's like pennies when we're talking about like a banana or something, but still, come on. It, and it's also like it's not an eating place to me. You're right. It's not a table It would setting, be but- like eating in the bathroom. Like it's a... Weird, you know what I mean? Like, I want to go home and wash my hands and be in my house and not well, like eat totally. in the grocery store. But also, I find that so weird. But also, isn't the idea of this life and this civilization to show that we're better than the animals? <laughs> no. To show that we can show restraint and sobriety and thoughtfulness? The whole idea is that you could eat everything, but you don't eat everything. You wait and have it processed, and this co- we have a compact with the store. That it is not a food hall, unless it is a food hall, but that it is not a food hall. And that your part of the transaction means you gather the stuff and you pay for the stuff. And and then you take it somewhere else to eat it. Exactly. Where you eat it. Exactly. And it's there's, there's also something just horribly piggish and gauche. Right, like you can't restrain yourself for 20 minutes until you get home. Yeah, and this entitlement that no, 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 I get to have everything right now and here. And also, here's another thing that I'm concerned about. Mm -hmm. Um, Imagine for a moment a common experience for grocery workers everywhere. A customer approaches checkout counter and unloads their items for scanning, but then suddenly an intruder comes into view. A floppy banana peel, an open drink container, or a lone apple core. Yes, customers eating food in the grocery store is nothing new, but a recent viral TikTok showing a hungry mom influencer snacking on grocery items before checking out has elicited all kinds of feelings from people with the legality and morality of it all. We've likely done it, 
but how bad is it? Uh, while eating groceries before buying them is technically legal, TikTok has brought up many emotions. Uh, commenters on the original vi video are um, are clearly divided, and I'll see if I can. Get I don't. Okay. Well, here's it's one clearly of my... legal. I mean, sort of, but like you're relying on the person then to come pay for it afterwards, which. I mean, like, it's tough to enforce if everyone it's one of those things, too, where it's like if everybody did it all the time on the regular, then it would cause a lot more problems. And I also opened this in store. I'm sorry. I was so hungry. Okay. Oh, this bashfulness. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just hungry. Oh, forgive me. Ooh. I, don't I mean, like I cut pregnant look. people a lot of slack. It. Like, but it shouldn't be something you're doing regularly. And I mean, like it, but like I say, it's one of those things where it's only okay because only a few people are doing it. Like if the store were filled with people crunching on wrappers and spreading crumbs around and half eaten bananas, like it would quickly be a situation that was out of control. Well, right. Because it's not a place where you eat. So it's it's one of these things where the people who do it are relying on the fact that most people aren't going to do it in order to make it acceptable. Because, yes. Because it has to be a one-off rare occurrence because it, it, it would be absolute chaos if everyone were just eating in the store. It's not a place to eat. Take your food home. I don't well, understand. Well, how about this part of it? It's not a place to eat. You're also slowing up, coming up the works. Yeah. Move along. We're not time. You don't have time to, to eat your turkey sandwich, your roll up. Move the hell along. Right. It's even, it's even, I would say it's even better etiquette if you just like took your thing out of the store and just, just steal it. If you're going to steal it, just steal it that way. You're eating it. By the way, and, and I hate to be a prude about this. You're, you do steal from grocery stores. That is a, Big topic of its own. That's a different thing. It, it, if I have been stolen from or wronged, it is not punitive of me to offset that with a justice action. So, for instance, I was at a grocery okay. store last week um, or two weeks ago getting Pepsi from my wife. And I think I got like four Pepsis and four eight packs of Pepsis. And it came out to like $28. And the person said, uh, do you want cash back? Do you want anything? And I was like... What twenty eight dollars? But I but I was too late. I was too late. I was like I was already, I was so efficient in how to check out with this place mm -hmm. that I just like let it go and then I was steps away and I should my time my window closed too quickly. But that place I will recoup that money. That will absolutely don't tell me things like that. Well, this I don't is want to be party to the criminal enterprise. What do you mean? I'm not, not, I don't want to be involved in the Rico case. There's no Rico time. case. They have about ten dollars of mine. <laughs> And they owe me ten dollars worth of goods and services. So obviously I'll recoup that. That's, why would I not do that? I don't want to be in. Okay. The, okay. okay, you don't have to be in it. But you, you I'm are not in, in the crime family. You eat um, <laughs> crime scene food all the know. time, Alice. I, I hate to tell you. I don't want to know what crimes I'm involved. Perfect. In. Typical mafia wife. You don't want to know, but you want the largesse that I bring home. I don't want to know what's going on. I would be a good mafia wife. I would. I think yeah, about you that already sometimes. Are. Um, um, oh yeah. So it's along those lines of the etiquette of of um, eating food, you know, in a store that brings me to etiquette in restaurants. Yeah. I think about this because you know John Fetterman's been like in his uh, prison tracksuit has been 
has been like in Congress, just whatever's happening with him. And Lauren Bobert um, at the play in her like cleavage outfit. And, and I think both of them probably, it's fair to say, committed cultural faux pas and, and do often. And I even noticed this just starting. I mean, it wasn't a thing 30 years ago. Hardly anybody in a restaurant would even wear a hat. Now oh, everybody yeah. has hats on. And I think that's that's part of the same thing, where you're supposed to show that you're not at your most comfortable, that you've got a little bit of respect for the establishment and for what's happening. And that's the reason. But that you wouldn't have a hat on in a in a restaurant, which I probably occasionally do. Now, I mean, I don't... I'm not I a hat guy. I don't you inside. generally do but, hats indoors. No. Uh, but... Like, where is that? Even, like, I think it transitioned even, like, when I was a kid from school not allowing hats in school um, to by the time I was in high school, people, like, wore baseball hats in school, like, during class. Right. And, I mean, which to me is, like, still weird. Well. It feels like. You're not serious if you're inside in a baseball cap. I mean, like, can you imagine if you were in the office and some dude was sitting in the cubicle next to you with a baseball cap on? Like, doesn't it seem weird? Yes. And, why? And here's another, so yes. why is it acceptable? Well, and here's another thing. Okay, so one, it's not sunny inside. Right. There's no reason. There's no utilitarian reason to have a baseball cap. It's to cap. cover up that you're bald, generally. Or that you're bald. Or or people just think, you know, people spend a lot of money on hats now. Like a Yankees oh, yeah, hat like or limited cool edition hats, yeah. school hats, which is pathetic to me that that's a thing. Uh, especially since it's young people, which is the small window where your hair is good, generally. But also, I think you have a responsibility when you go into a restaurant. You become part of the flora of the restaurant. And if you look like trash or a gangbanger or... You're really more part of the fauna of the restaurant. Fauna. Flora is the... Plants. Yeah, but wouldn't you be the pretty flowers? Because the fauna is the deers. Oh, I see. Because fauna is any animals. Flora and fauna means the But no, I actually mean life. the flora. In, in, other, in other words, you're part of the decor when you walk into a restaurant. Okay. And because these restaurants, like one fifth of what everybody's seeing is other human beings. Mm -hmm. So when you're in there in a bedraggled clothing thing. Yeah, when you've come in off the beach and you're cover up in your flip flops and your hat. No, unless it's a beach place that's. Right. In which case, it's you're an appropriate part of the floor. That's what you should right. be. But, but not everywhere is that. Not everywhere is that. But, but. The idea is, I feel, and by the way, if the sh anybody saw the Shattuck horde go out, um, I think our case here would be dismissed quickly. <laughs> Severely undermined. Yes, yes, absolutely. But at least we know it, which makes us good people. <laughs> I mean, I do make an effort with the kids for school, though. To yes. not do, like, at least nothing with, like, holes, nothing stained. I mean... It because they would wear like anything. They're animals. And I I've relaxed my standards somewhat cuz I didn't even used to let the kids go to school like in um you know I, the only thing boys want to wear nowadays is athletic shorts. Right, or sweatpants. And a t-shirt. Yeah. The only thing. I mean, they don't even to them jeans are like formal. But yeah, I didn't let, used to let them wear athletic 
um, shorts or t-shirts, like nothing without a collar on the boys and to school because I thought it was like trashy. Now I've relaxed that somewhat, but at least they have to be in decent condition. You can't look like you rolled out of bed or you came from the gym or something. Right. And you can't, you don't want to look like you're somebody, a student giving this teacher the finger. Right. And I already told them I was in trouble this morning with one of the kids because other people are allowed to wear Crocs to school. And I said, no Crocs to school. Right. I, mean, I, I, agree I think that. that's a pretty low bar to yes. have to jump over. You know, that you don't wear your same shoes that you wore out in the ocean or to pick mm-hmm. up the mail in your dress, in your robe, that, you know, that, to go to school and listen to your teacher. You know, at least put on your best conditioned sneakers, which is, once again, that's a relaxation of what my standards for the yes. kids going to school used to be. But, you know, I I think you have to have some kind of standard for when you go to school. But, yeah, I'm I I'm still like one of the stricter parents for what the kids wear, which is wild to me because I already think it's like too low a standard. But yeah. And I do also think that with thrift shops becoming so mainstream Mm -hmm. that I think that there could be a curb up. Too. Although there's crap available at thrift shops, there's some pretty cool stuff at a lot too. Oh yeah, and lots of like fashion people, particularly menswear. A lot of them look on eBay for stuff and find, you know. Oh, that's interesting. Vintagey stuff on eBay. That's interesting because I was trying to find that um, that uh, the uh, Artie Bucco's uh, jacket from The Sopranos. And mm-hmm. I even went on uh, Reddit to ask for help, and people got close, but never quite the same one. I wonder if I could find it there. That's, I love yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people look on um eBay for clothes. Um but anyway, we are far afield from foods right now. Well, that's okay. To be honest so- with you, but um but I did have one more that I wanted to get to um speaking of like disagreements about how to how to not just behave but also about foods themselves because um Instacart teamed up with a polling company with the Harris poll actually um to find the most divisive foods. Ooh. So, and what's interesting is I think between the two of us, we like almost all of these. Maybe two exceptions. Go right ahead. Um, So, number one most divisive food is anchovies. All right. There are anchovies currently in our pantry. I do not eat anchovies, but you do. We do not eat. I wouldn't say that that's, that is not divisive. Would that consider that divisive? They call it polarizing. 50% of people hate it. Well, I, I think that it, the the pro anchovy crowd, like my crowd, has mm-hmm. to understand. I mean, that most people, and especially women, are skeeved out by the entire idea of anchovies. Yeah. And so I don't think, like with, with us, that's not a fight. That's not a, that's like that's not polarizing the way that it's Hellman's versus Kane's mayo, which really would be a window into your soul. I think in, in the anchovies. That's a. I I think that we can preserve the peace. Over something like anchovies. But I certainly do think that you are either... Nobody kind of likes anchovies. Yeah, no. You're either an anchovy person or you're not. And, I mean, we do know a lot of adventurous eaters, too. So, I remember one time we were we went to a party 
and you picked up a pizza and mm-hmm. you specifically got one with anchovies on it because you wanted to eat a lot of it. So yes, you did not want other people was, to eat it. That was a weaponization of and anchovies. And unfortunately for you, we were going to a party where there were um, several adventurous eaters, including some like Italian and Portuguese people and stuff. And um, a lot of them thought your anchovy pizza was delicious. And That is a problem a when it. attempting the weaponization of anchovies is when you've got people who were descended from the Mediterranean. Yeah. The plan can go sideways. And unfortunately, I had to share that pizza. I know. Other people ate it. still not over. You wanted it to, for yourself, which is why you got anchovies on Correct. it. Which really, speaking of windows into souls, that's, that t- says a lot about you. Well, I was... That you be- would bring a whole pizza to a party in hopes that yeah. no one else would eat any of it. Yeah. Um, I stand by that. I wanted the pizza, and I didn't want other people to have it. But they didn't care. And so people who are listening right now, with clean consciences, actually ate that pizza, knowing... Mm-hmm. Knowing that you wanted all of yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So if, as long as you guys can uh, you know, sleep at night, that's fine. So the number two one is actually one of the ones that I think neither of us eats, uh, is black licorice. No, nobody, yeah. nobody who's under ninety six. Black licor- licorice came at a time <laughs> when the when smallpox was ravaging the world, and you, the best you could hope was a quick death. And there was a tiny bit of solace in the these cat entrails that had been deep fried to make black licorice. Black licorice well, is and an the abomination. Fact that it has sugar in it is doing most of the work for you. Well, right, too. but uh, but I mean, it's a it's a petroleum byproduct. The black licorice stuff and tastes bad. It tastes bad, right? And that tells me if you like that, then your palate is effed up, and mm-hmm. there is no. But yeah, I for never you. understood that because, like, my mom is one of those people who always gets good and plenties, like in a in a. You know, you go to a show yeah. and there's a bunch of candies available in the glass case and she would like pick good and plenties to yes. eat those. The, I, I, I'm, I'm sure the candies. associates said like these aren't really meant to be purchased. This is just a throwback, uh, you know. And I always found them if especially. If you like good and plenties and this is no, mm-hmm. and I, and. Um, no offense to people listening to No offense to, to, to people podcast. like my mother-in-law. Um, if you like good and plenties, uh, then you also will eat the plastic plant at an office <laughs> it always too good and plenties to me are especially offensive because they're not colored like they taste right so no. they're a lie you yes, know and are. i actually like things that come in like theater candy boxes that are colors like pink right. and i yeah. mean you don't like You're stuff like that anyway. <laughs> but like well. and i like even the bad ones like not just the mike and ike's i like like what are they called? Like jujubes and like the really, the really sad ones. Dots. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. That's so sad. <laughs> the ones that are glued in your teeth There's forever. A, do you have a funeral dirge <laughs> playing in your head constantly? That's no, so sad. But I just love those. There's, I, I love things like that. So I feel like personally attacked when something comes in a box like that and it's like pink and white and fun, happy colors that should be fruity and sweet and it tastes like good and plenty's taste. It's really... I feel What's that next I've on been your lied list, to. lady? Oysters. Uh, you're, you, you don't, you have a cap out, a, a low ceiling on the pleasure you derive from life. So you don't love oysters, but they I are wonderful. Like no. They are such, a, it's such a unique pleasure. I don't I I love think, oysters. So I'm a cherry stone guy, really, and then mm-hmm. everything else. But mm, it's gorgeous. But I'm creeped out by weird textures. So that, that would do it then. Yeah, I don't like. 
things like that gross me out. I don't do which actually. Things. If we ever do a a, a R rated version of the show, I would have a thousand questions for you about that. <laughs> Uh, next is Beats, which surprises me because I don't have strong feelings on Beats. Like I understand that. When I was a kid, I would rather have eaten uh, a can of anthrax than have Beats. I've come around a little bit. Beats can be – Beats and goat cheese, like little sandwich yeah. things, can, be, can, can win. Uh, blue cheese, I don't understand. I mean, I know why people don't like it, but I find blue cheese to be delicious. And- yeah, it, it's because, like, the pungency and in, in the initial – um, flavor gateway can be feel disturbing I mean, for a, for a nanosecond, and then you're into the promised land, and it's gorgeous. Blue cheese is a wonderful thing. Um, okra. I, I'm not a huge okra guy. I mean, it's we it's did so it a bottom- little for a while. Yeah, no, okay. can. It's so it's so bottom of the barrel. It's such a loser vegetable. Also, kind of slimy too. Yes, it is. Now, next is a one that I love, uh, which I don't really see why it's divisive, but capers. There's a use for capers. I, I mean, they're more capers. a tool than a food. I've eaten them out of the jar. What do you eat I think them they're delicious. On? I mean, I put them in in dishes that I make sometimes. Do you? What are they in usually? Um, is that chicken? Um, chicken piccata. Piccata. That's capers. In. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. I mean, they're. I don't understand how you can go wrong. They're little tiny pickly. To seed me, they they're go right great. hand in hand, like with the tiny pimentos in a jar, which mm-hmm. are gorgeous on tuna melts. Right, but yeah, any small pickled things in a jar, I'll mm. take. I like capers, uh, Brussels sprouts. I understand that it's a it's it, it first, especially if you're a kid, it can be a little mm-hmm. off putting, but they're wonderful. The probably. smell when they're cooking can be the yeah, yeah. Um, fennel. Fennel is what that's makes in the chicken parmesan. Family. Good. I don't know fennels in chicken parmesan. Yeah, it's breading. in a lot of Italian seasoning. Yeah. Like a lot of times, you'll it does add something too. It's fennel. wood, is what it is. It's- well, fennel, fennel, and anise, it, and those flavored, those kind of licoricey flavors, like they do have a place in kind of Italian seasonings and stuff. Yeah, I don't find it licoricey, but there, it, but it is licoricey. That's licorice. the that's the same flavor. Okay. Um, olives. I don't know no. who can have a problem with olives, but no, nobody has a problem with olives. Only a bad person. The Satan has a problem with olives. Uh, mushrooms. Nope. You gotta love mushrooms. I love mushrooms, although I know of people who are very off put by mushrooms. Shouldn't be off put. They need to recalibrate their um, um, cilantro. I love you hate. Do not like cilantro. And you don't think it tastes like soap though. You just don't love it. I, I will it tastes more like soap than anything else. It's it's I don't understand this the people want to I want to bland the hell out of this thing and distort it. So let's add cilantro. You don't need cilantro. Ugh. It's a strong flavor, so it kind of it does its own thing, but um this one I don't understand at all. Coconut. Well, okay. Well, it matters. Is this the confectioner's coconut shaving flakes that are, what are sure delicious? Or is this a cocoa nut, which is a cannonball that's labor-intensive and simply not worth it? <laughs> I mean, well, the entertainment value of opening a coconut with kids right. is great. But yeah, the payoff is slim to none. Correct. Um but I mean, like the flavor and taste of coconut, like in a pina colada, is delicious. <laughs> I and mean, those, yeah, and those good. little flakes for ice cream are wonderful. Um, and the last two are pickles, which obviously we're talking dill here. Sweet pickles should rarely be served. I like all pickles. Um, and last but not least, mayonnaise. I have very good friends who don't love mayonnaise. I don't understand that. I, I I assume that they like things just dry. I don't get that. I mean, I eat mayonnaise on stuff, but I don't 
have the passionate feelings about mayonnaise that you have. Oh, it's such a winner. It is. I, and I have a limit. Like I can't pot. I can only pile so much mayonnaise on something. I don't want to get a bite of mayonnaise. Uh, I can't, man. Hey, there's no single inch of pizza that doesn't call for mayonnaise. I'm sorry. It all does. I really just wanted to leave a note about the all you can eat podcast and snack Please. cakes. Um, Hostess used to have the big wheel which was wrapped in aluminum foil. Do you know what and that is? The precursor, I think, to ring dings. To so the ring ding, yes, okay. Mm. And I thought ding dongs and ring dings were from the same company, but it depended on where you lived in the country. Oh. Uh, by way of who was manufacturing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the they other have thing occasionally is, also positive don't up. taste the same. As- um, the Drake's and, and we got questions on this too. Um, because Drake's and Hostess have occasionally been part of the same company over the years. Um, but yes, currently, most recently, they are not. After that most recent like Hostess bankruptcy before that, they, they have not been the same company. So yeah, so we don't get to count. And those are like the big two of the snack cakes. Yeah, the thing is, all new snack cakes don't taste the same as they did when we were kids. I agree with that, totally. And I think it's particularly true now because they've removed trans fats yes. yeah yes it's the oils that are in them yep it's all the palm it, it oil also and it just looks differently it. like the injection points of twinkies one they're smaller than they used to be two it was just more robust sugary etc excuse me a lot of these uh recipes and the trans fat added flavor and structure mm-hmm. so now they've had to put in all sorts of replacements to even process them even more. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And they really don't taste the same as they used to do. Um, just true. remember, Chief Big Wheel, Tom. Chief Big Wheel. Chief Big Wheel, Alice. Chief Big Wheel. I like it. Um, but yeah, that, that's a great point. And it's not just limited to snack cakes. It's a lot of the baked goods at the grocery store. Oreos used to contain whey, which is dairy. Um, it's from milk, right? Oh, that's but interesting. Oreos are non-dairy now, and it's they have palm oil in them. Everything's just oh. these oils and fats, which is one reason why the processed foods are so unhealthy is because it's all this like manufactured oils that are super, super processed. And is that a business like, decision to get away from dairy, or is that a regulation decision? Well, the trans fats thing is a... I mean, I don't know. I don't know, honestly, off the top mm-hmm. of my head to what extent it's regulated or to what extent it just fell out of favor. But yeah, the trans fats thing was really big. And also, I think um, I think those things are cheaper because they're essentially like industrial oils. Like canola oil is like machine oil, basically. <laughs> Practically, there's almost no difference. It's very cheap and <laughs> has a high smoke point and is, you know, they use it on industrial equipment. Um, but so I, th- I think it's inexpensive. I think that um, I think that there's a call for a lot of people who don't eat dairy or whatever for various reasons. Mm-hmm. So to take out like the butters from stuff and ah, things like what that. A shame. But yeah, like, it's there's really been a mass substitution in processed foods, and you can taste, it and they're almost like like waxier or something a yeah. lot of these foods like you can feel the 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 differences in the oils and the fats in them a little bit but yeah i agree not the same as when we were when we were well young. hopefully that comes back because to overindulgent foods are a unique pleasure in life and we are for them well i heard 
nausea Cause I can't climb up that hill Without thinking your name My hate nostalgia Still think about you It's been so long I'm so lame I hate nostalgia Hope you hate it too Hope you wonder What am I doing And who I'm pursuing I hope you think I lead A really exotic life The way I think about you You probably have a wife Of your job And you go to church on Sundays And barbecue on weekends Out in your backyard And sometimes think about me